Good morning, everyone. Happy Monday. How are you guys doing this morning? Are you pumped? Are you excited for the day and for the week ahead? I hope you are. Um, so yeah, we're continuing from lessons from Proverbs series. And today we're going to be talking about Proverbs chapter 9 and Proverbs chapter 10. I'm your host, Aisha Barano. And so yes, let's get into it. So Today, I'm just going to be sharing some nuggets that I received from my personal study of Proverbs chapter 9 and Proverbs chapter 10. Now, one thing I always say um, in these episodes is that I would encourage you to go back and listen to the chapter as a whole um, because I cannot share every single thing that I've received. Um, if I did that, it would take hours um so i encourage you to go back and listen to it so what i just did is i chose a few nuggets to speak to you about today and yes so enjoy um so from proverbs chapter 9 the biggest thing for me that i got in proverbs chapter 9 is the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the holy one is understanding and that is a direct trans um that is a direct reading from the King James Version. Now, one thing, I'm sure some of you have heard this before, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And it is not about fearing the Lord in a way where you are scared of him, but it's the reverential fear of the Lord. When you fear someone, when you have reverence for someone, there is something beautiful about that because you live your life in accordance with what will please that person. So, for example, if you you have reverence for your father, your earthly father, for example, um, and you know your father wants things done a certain way, you would be careful to do things the way he wants it because you have that reverence for your father. And that's the same way with God. When you have the reverential fear of the Lord, you will not be able to commit intentional sin without like feeling guilty and without feeling like wow i shouldn't have done that i really don't want to do that again um you will not live a lifestyle of sin because you have the fear of the lord you're just like you cannot but you can't imagine living a life that is contrary to what god has planned for you contrary to god what god's law is and so when i saw that i was just like yes that is true which is why when anyone like asked me like what am I looking for in a partner or in a husband what I usually say is one of the things is definitely the fear of the Lord because when he has the fear of the Lord he will treat you well because he knows you're a child of God and you can go and cry to God and God will answer so he will treat you well he's not going to be disrespectful he will treat you the way you're supposed to be treated and um, because he has the fear of the Lord he will not be out here in these streets cheating on you because he knows what god's views are regarding adultery and so that's why when you're looking for a partner in friendships it is important that you're dating or you're in friendship with people who have the fear of the lord when they have the fear of the lord they will not be able to do certain things no matter what they would have a, a, they would make allowances for you in love they will not nitpick at everything you do because they have reverence for the Lord and they love the Lord. So that's one of the things that really, really um, spoke to me in that one. 
And the other part that really spoke to me is Proverbs chapter 9, verse 11. And and um, specifically what that's talking about is the fact that I think I probably read it from the New International Version. Um, and that's Proverbs chapter 9 hold on for some reason i'm in proverbs chapter 10 but yeah proverbs chapter 9 verse 11 for through wisdom your days will be many and years will be added to your life wow through wisdom your days will be many and years will be added to your life so that means that through wisdom you will have long life you will have a life of um yes like you live a long fulfilled life years will be added to your life days will be added to your life which means you your life it would be extended as a result of wisdom the passion translation specifically says that wisdom will extend your life and i think it's so important to know that because if you're thinking wow how to extend my life how to make sure i'm living a long and prosperous and successful life is to live in wisdom and you will live a long and prosperous and successful life and verse 12 says if you are wise your wisdom will reward you if you are a mocker you alone will suffer so the thing about it is if you're wise you yourself will reap the benefit of being wise but if you're not you're also the one that would reap the disadvantage of not being full of wisdom so and then if we go ahead to verse um chapter 10 Chapter 10, I found chapter 10 very interesting and I will tell you why. I think the biggest thing that got me right in chapter 10 was the fact that verse 1, it was bang on at the start, right? And and I would quickly read it just so you have some context. Um, I'm reading now. A wise son brings joy to his father, but a foolish son brings grief to his mother. And for those of you from the Nigerian, from a Nigerian household, um, grew up in Nigerian culture, you generally know that what they usually do, what parents usually do is when you do something wrong, they're like, yeah, you're just like your mother or, um, you know, you're your mother's child or, oh, you know, let's say your mom's name is Adeola. Your dad is probably like, Adeola, can you see your daughter? Can you see your son? It's no longer our son, it's your son because, you know, the son did something wrong. It is your daughter because the daughter did something wrong. However, when you're doing amazing things and there's a moment for your parents to be proud, your father is also the same person that will be like, oh my God, my my daughter, my daughter did this. My daughter did this. I'm just so proud of my daughter. It's no longer our daughter. It's not your daughter. It's my daughter you know um or even they go as far as saying yes you know she's just like me she got her brains from me all of that and things like that it's interesting to to actually think about it that it didn't just stem from the culture in nigeria but it actually it was actually the culture even back then and that's one of the things that solomon is saying and i'm just like wow interesting sometimes you see things happen in your culture and you just think like this is so wrong and where did this even start from and then to actually think that it was it was actually a frequent occurrence in the time of solomon 
and that's even how he started the proverbs it's just something very interesting so yeah i i think i just i geeked out on that i was just um you know very excited to talk to you guys about that because i was just like oh my god like this is actually from the bible okay so let's keep going um so if you read from the king james translation it basically says that in verse two that the treasures of wickedness profit nothing but righteousness deliver it from death if you read it in a different translation which i'm going to use the niv ill-gotten treasures have no lasting value but righteousness delivers from death now so i was reading this using my dakes bible right and um when i read it there were references to how treasures of wickedness profit nothing and so one of the um one of the references was second chronicles chapter 12 1 to 4 um and that was basically so i'm not going to be reading it today but basically it was the story about king rehoboam yes that's it (laughs) so he became a king um and he became very strong in the nation of israel and he suddenly abandoned the law of god um you know the bible specifically said that he became unfaithful to the lord and then there was a there was a consequence of that um which is that she um shishak king of egypt attacked jerusalem during his reign now you're probably thinking like wow interesting because he wasn't following the law of the lord he was seen as a wicked person and it is clear that treasures of wickedness so if you get anything based on wickedness lawlessness it would not profit anything even if it's working for the moment for example king rehoboam was probably thinking wow this is going well you know this is the fifth year of my reign nothing has happened despite abandoning abandoning the law of the lord but it was in the fifth year that he got the consequence. So sometimes, because you don't get your consequence immediately, you might be thinking, oh, wow, there is no consequence of living in sin, of doing all these things, of just living a life that is contrary to what God has for you. But the truth of the matter is there will be consequences at some point. So it's important that you get out of it, make that change, repent of intentional sin and move forward. Because I bet he was thinking, ain't nothing going to happen. First year, peace. Second year, no issues. Third year, nothing. Fourth year, he's probably thinking, like, is there even God? Like, I'm here chilling. I abandoned the law of the Lord and nothing happened. That was probably what he was thinking. And in the fifth year, it switched up. It was like God was giving him time to reconcile and repent and... um you know change and transform his life but he didn't and in the fifth year god was just like all right then well consequence and i think sometimes because god might seem that he's quiet he's not really doing anything um there are no consequences for you what you're doing i will encourage you to repent of any intentional sin repent of anything that you're doing that you know god does not like because just imagine you don't want to be that person that yes down the line there is a consequence for something that you did wrong continuously for some time and the lord was quiet about all right so i think let's move on 
because you're probably thinking girl why is she banging on about this but let's move on <laughs> so verse three the lord does not let the righteous go hungry but he thwarts the craving of the wicked he prevents so that's what that means he prevents the craving of the wicked and if you read verse four it says lazy hands make for poverty but diligent hands bring wealth i'm not even going to say much on that it's so self-explanatory i'm just like well yeah there you have it <laughs> and then he goes on to say he who gathers crops in the summer is a prudent son but he who sleeps during harvest is a disgraceful son blessings crown the head of the righteous but the violent but violence overwhelms the mouth of the wicked the name of the righteous is used in blessings but the name of the wicked will rot and that's something i wanted to quickly focus on today one thing about it is when you are blessed when things are going well for you and when you are seen as a righteous man and you have favor in the sight of god when people are praying for other people they would be using you as part of the prayer so for example let's say um people would be for example even if we use abraham abraham was known as a righteous man right he had faith and it was counted to him for righteousness right so abraham is a righteous man and so when people talk about abraham and when they're praying sometimes they're like oh the blessings of abraham are mine or the god of abraham I'm praying to the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, all of these things, right? They are using these names in blessings. When people are praying for other people and they are saying the blessings of Abraham comes upon you in Jesus' name, you are as blessed as Abraham was, all of these things, right? They're using Abraham in the blessing. They're using his name in the blessing, right? And that's what the Bible is talking about. The name of the righteous is used in blessings, but the name of the wicked will rot. And that's the thing. Haven't you heard of people who have done so many amazing things, right? However, they were living a lawless life. They were hiding. All of that was done under disguise. But guess what? Their name rots in the end. After they die and people find out all the things they've done, their name literally just goes down in history as horrible people. And so their name, instead of it being a name of hope, it is tainted. Their legacy is tainted. And that's why it's so important to be careful and be mindful. Sometimes you might think your sins or what you do wrong is not going to bite you. Um, however, even if it doesn't bite you, it could ruin your name. It could get to a point where your name is rotten and people think of your name and they just cringe and i know no one wants that to be their legacy you want your legacy to be how much of an impact you made in people's lives you want your legacy to be that you transformed lives that you changed lives forever you want people to be like wow she paid for my school fees at a time when i had no money my parents had no money you want people to be able to say good things about you not for people to not want to even see your children in their vicinity because of all the awful things that their parents did. A lot of politicians, their names have become rotten. No one wants to hear their names being said. I feel bad for their children because sometimes it's like when 
their children are out it must be embarrassing for them to have to carry that last name that brings so much shame but yeah so that's that's just the one of the things that really really resonated with me the other thing that resonated with me was verse 9 which specifically says whoever walks in integrity walks securely but whoever takes crooked paths will be found out Mm, mm, mm. ain't that a word whoever walks in integrity walks securely you're walking in in integrity you have you have integrity about you you are you're a principled person your yes is your yes and your no is no people know that you have standards you have morals you don't just do any and everything you are secure in christ you're secure in everything that you do if you walk in integrity you can be rest assured you have assurance right that you're gonna be fine you are secure however if you're taking crooked paths you won't be able to sleep at night when everyone is sleeping comfortably you're thinking wow would i ever get farmed out that's not the life we should be living we shouldn't be taking crooked paths like the rest of other people we shouldn't be doing things we shouldn't be cutting corners when you're meant to do something inside you're cutting corners you will be found out and wow that's just you know sometimes i feel like we like to take the easy route and take you know just do a quick one here and there and stuff like that but it is so important to know that we need to walk in integrity even when no one is looking let your yes be yes and let your no be no be dependable be reliable let people be able to know that this is who this person is the person is not going to be caught in corners when you know when people come to you with amazing quote-unquote deals oh wow you know you would make five hundred thousand pounds in a week right or all these like crazy outlandish deals right but all you have to do is do this and you already know that that's shady there is no reason for you to entertain it as a child of god as a christian because that is not what you're called to you live a life of integrity and so you are secure in that you don't just do any and everything that people do because you know what god wants for you and you know that god would not be happy if you were doing that and so let's move forward. Um, so when you move forward to verse 14, you start to see that there is a focus on the power of the tongue. There is a focus on what you say. And so if you read verse 14, it says the wise store of knowledge, but the mouth of the fool invites ruin. And if you move forward to verse 18, it goes on to say, whoever conceals hatred with lying lips and spread slander is a fool sin is not ended by multiplying words but the prudent hold their tongues the tongue of the righteous is choice silver but the heart of the wicked is of little value the lips of the righteous nourish many but fools die for lack of sense wow wow just think about that for a moment Sin is not multiplied by, is not ended by multiplying words, but the prudent hold their tongues. And one of the things I noticed in the reference when I read it from the King James Version is that you're not out there repeating what someone has said to you. 
some people have this thing where someone tells you something and then you go around repeating it to any and everybody that is not what you're meant to do as christians you should know how to hold your tongue not everything is for you to say not everything is public knowledge not everything needs to be circulated not everything needs to be multiplied you know you shouldn't be out here spreading all sorts of gossip spreading all sorts of slander speaking to whoever cares to listen that's not who you're called to be and if you remember the scripture about death and life and the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruits thereof it would make you realize that wow my tongue is so important i need to be careful about what i say i need to choose my words carefully and correctly and you know choose your words perfectly you shouldn't be so quick to chime in on every and anything sometimes holding your peace is good enough sometimes being quiet on the situation is good enough there's no need for extraness there's no need for you to go about saying everything that is on your mind is there a place for conversation yes is it everything that needs to be said no some things are between you and god there's no need for you to go on and on and on and move it around and you know gossip and you know spread news like wildfire and so the one thing i want to conclude on today is verse 22 the blessing of the lord brings wealth without painful toil for it the blessing of the lord brings wealth without painful toil for it some people feel like they have to toil before they can be rich some people feel like they have to work so hard and break their backs before they can succeed in life as christians that is not our story that is not our story we are the blessed of the lord we do not have to have painful toil is there a place for hard work yes is there a place for smart working yes however it is not going to require painful toil it isn't it is not and so it is important that we know this and we remember this it is not for us to be struggling and breaking our backs just because we want to be wealthy instead we are the blessed of the lord so yes we work yes yes we do things yes we are productive yes we are diligent in what we're doing however god blesses us regardless without having to slave for it without having to compromise your morals without having to compromise your lifestyle you know and whilst we're on this point i'm just going to share a quick a quick testimony of a friend of mine i'm not going to say her name because i haven't cleared it with her to discuss it it's just something that came onto my spirit to talk about today and i know that people can resonate with it which is why i wanted to share it with you guys and so basically what happened was she was looking for a job a particular role she was trying to break into a new field a new career as such 
and so she was applying it was very difficult there was she was making a lot of applications and that was just ongoing right um and a lot of people started to say to her doctor your cv include places that you did not really work at include um experiences that you don't really have so that employers can see you and think oh wow you have experience so they can employ you for roles that you've been applying for and different people were giving this advice including some people that had no business giving the advice because of the level of spirituality that you expect from certain people but they were advising her to doctor her cv to lie that is essentially what that means you're telling me to lie about a place that i worked that i did not work at but say that i worked at that place a person of integrity would not do that a person of integrity will trust God. A person of integrity will not cut corners in that way. And guess what? She found a job and she did not have to lie. She found a job. She did not have to doctor her CV. Because God is good. He blesses. He blesses the righteous. He blesses you as a Christian without you having to painfully toil for it without you having to lie, without you having to live a life of deceit just because of what you want. And so I'm going to encourage you today, don't cut corners. Even when people are saying, well, this isn't working, do something else, live a life of integrity. Be that one, be that woman that says no. Even if all else fails, God never fails, I will wait on him. And so that's where I'm going to end it today. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening. Have an amazing day. Have a productive week. Have a successful week. I wish you successful outcomes. I wish you productivity. I wish you joy and speakable and full of glory. And I pray this for you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. If you're listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you leave a review on the podcast so that other people can find the podcast if you're listening on anchor please make sure you favorite the podcast and yes i'm looking forward to hearing from you if any of the podcasts has actually helped you i want you to send me a direct message on instagram at christian therapy i love you all and god bless you bye